increase. It's always good to pray for increase. Good morning, brethren. It's good, to, it's good to be with you today. Those who have joined us on our live stream technology, we greet you in the name of the Lord as well. Now, I'd like to take this opportunity to say that without the grace of God, I am nothing in and of myself without the grace of God. And everything that I am is due to His goodness. It's due to what He's given me. It's all due to Him. And as I grow into the Lord, I'm more aware of that. Today we continue our lesson on the person of Jesus Christ. There is no person or thing that is grander than Him. You want to talk about a grand subject. It's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Consider that all believers who come into the kingdom are each part of the interconnected body of Christ. And members of one another. The, the total sum of which equals Christ. Now consider that on that day of the Lord, at His right hand, there will be a number that no man can number from every nation and tribe and tongue. That's not just the current nations and tribes and tongues. That's all nations and all tribes and all tongues of all times since the beginning, from the beginning. We're talking about from Adam and Eve on. A, a number that no man can number. Staggering. All of that equals Christ. This is the grandness that we're talking about, this person of Jesus. It's going to take an eternity to expound this, see. And so we have only really touched on a very small portion of who Christ is, see. We've only touched, brethren, on the tip. We only know the tip. You know, in the natural realm, only 35% of the light of the sun is visible to us. A person with perfectly healthy eyesight is still not able to see the fullness of the entire light spectrum. There's many different kinds of light that we don't have the capacity to see. There's x-rays and gamma rays and microwaves. All these are particles of light existing in the same light, but hidden from our vision. See, the same thing's true in the spirit, brethren. There are things about Christ that we cannot see presently in their, in their fullness we're talking about. Even with healthy spiritual eyesight, there are things that are present now that are yet to be revealed in the ages to come. They we're talking about this grandness of Christ. When we get to heaven, brothers and sisters, the, things are going to be drastically clearer than they are right now. See, now we see through a glass darkly, but then we're going to see face to face. See, see, we're going to know him as we are known. We will know as we are known. Dude, that's a drastic difference. Things are going to be crystal clear. When he returns, this is part of the reward that he's bringing with him. And that's what I want to talk about today. That Jesus is returning soon and he told us, Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. Amen. To give to every man according as his work shall be. Every man. Every man's going to get a reward. I want to focus on this rewarding nature of the Lord. Now mankind is made in the image of God. And so this trait is something that's naturally built in to man. Recompense for his work that he does. Most rational people expect to be recompensed or rewarded when they have done well. 
We expect our employers to pay us for a job well done. We expect to be recognized for our effort, and rightfully so. No one enjoys working for nothing. And if people are honest, their conscience will tell them that it's not right to withhold wages or even recognition from those who labor. James spoke of the wages of the field reapers that their masters withheld by fraud. He said that they cried out against them to the Lord and the Lord of the harvest heard it. Even animals deserve compensation for their labor. The scripture saith, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. That's to keep it from eating. And the laborer is worthy of his reward. 1 Timothy 5.18 In some of the world's prisons, they actually make the prisoners labor by splitting rocks or carrying heavy loads from one place to another, only to move it right back where they got it from. Laboring with no purpose, no recognition, or reward. See, everybody desires some sort of reward for their effort. And we don't, we don't even have to be talking about money. Even those who volunteer their services do so expecting to make a positive impact on something. It's, it's a rewarding experience to help others. And no one minds recognition if they receive recognition for volunteer work. Nobody minds that. However, even though people expect to be rewarded for a job well done, when it comes to how people think about God today, you may be surprised to find that many people do not consider God as a rewarder. This is like a this is like plague mentality in our day. So many people today see a God that only makes expectation of men, and and he does. And they see a God that demands service, and he does. Or a God that demands loyalty and honor and obedience and discipline, and and he does. And it's right that he does. He made you. He purchased you with blood. It's right that he demands those things. But God is not just a taskmaster. He's a rewarder. God is, God's not pleased to those that don't consider him to be a rewarder. If, they, if that's not like your overriding view of God is that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, that, that comes from, from faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that's, that he exists, and that he is a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him. NIV says, without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's who God is. He's been clear from, see God's been clear from the beginning that he's a rewarder. It's been, it's intermingled throughout his entire, the entire Bible, the word reward is is mentioned and, and spoken about over a hundred times in the scripture. It's intermingled throughout the entire word of God. He wants us to know that he's a rewarder. If God gave a word, a lot of times he attached a promise to that word. When God gave the law, he attached a reward to it. 
Thou shalt make thy way prosperous if thou keep in mind my judgments and statutes and do them. See, this is how God operated. If you do it, you'll be rewarded good. And if you don't do it, you'll be rewarded evil. That's, this is how God is. And faith persuades. Faith is what persuades a person of both the existence of an unseen God, but of this rewarding nature of him as well. It's written that Moses, by faith, esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect under the recompense of the reward. See, See, this is what faith did. It persuaded him that God was a rewarder, a greater rewarder. See, The knowledge of the reward of God mingled with faith always emboldens a person. Abraham launched out in faith from the beginning at the word. Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. See, this is, this is how God talks now. It's how he talks. Asa was emboldened with the reward of God. 2 Chronicles 15, verses 7 through 8. says, Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of the land of Judah and Benjamin. See, it was at that word that he did that. That emboldened a man that had faith. The psalmist of Israel, who was a man after God's own heart, wrote frequently about this rewarding aspect of the Lord. It's actually 18 times recorded in the Psalms. David spoke of this rewarding nature of God. He said, verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judgeth in the earth. See, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and honeycomb, moreover by them is the thy servant warned, and in the keeping of them there is great reward. Amen. Now when we say reward, we're not only speaking of good things given for good deeds. This is, this is how people like to use this word today, the word reward. They use reward and punishment, but this isn't how the, the scripture, especially in the King James, uses this word reward. When good is returned for good, reward means to repay, to recompense, to compensate, to benefit. When evil or suffering is returned for injury or wickedness, reward means to punish with just retribution or to take vengeance on. Reward is to give in return for good or for evil. It's to repay. The scripture uses it often like this. 1 Samuel 24, 19 says, Thou hast rewarded me good, whereas I have rewarded thee evil. See, that's how it uses it. The Lord said in Deuteronomy 32, 41, I will render vengeance to my enemies and will reward them that hate me. See, it's talking about retribution now, vengeance. David said, He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. See, that's, this is the God that rewards now. He said, Oh, love the Lord, all his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. See, this is God. 
God has revealed his nature as a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and the one who will recompense those who reject him. See, this is, this is God. I declare to you today that he is distributing that reward through his son, Jesus Christ. His, he's coming quickly and his reward is with him to give to every man according to what his work shall be. And he's distributing that reward even at this very moment. There's a, there's a part of that reward that's being distributed. If you've left houses or lands or, or brethren, see, in this world, you'd be recompensed a hundredfold for that. I can testify to that. When fire rained down on Sodom and Gomorrah, that was Sodom and Gomorrah's reward. See, Jesus, Jesus always offers, he always gives to you more than you give up or do for him. It's, it's, it's a hundredfold. If you, if you sacrifice something for the Lord, if you lay down something for the Lord, he give, you can't outgive God. He, he, he's a rewarder, see? And the truth is, is that he is coming to reward every man. Jesus didn't come the first time to judge the world, but to save the world. To flee from the wrath to come. See, the... He didn't come into the world to condemn the world. The world was already condemned. He came to save us, brethren. But he is coming again in flaming fire to judge the living and the dead according to what they did while they were on the earth. Some are going to be raised, it says, to the resurrection of life. And there's some are going to be raised to the resurrection of damnation. He's coming. His rewards with him, brethren. One day men will stand before God and give an account for everything they have ever done. Nothing will be missed. Everything will be revealed before an assembled universe. Those who have done good will be rewarded accordingly. And those who have done evil will be recompensed for the evil they have done. Those who have done good will be added unto them everlasting life and blessing and pleasures and joy and treasure. And those who have done evil will be added unto them everlasting plagues and curses and shame and reproach and damnation. Everything, everything will be just. Everything will be just and deserved because God is a rewarder. See, it's important to see that God it's, it's important to see God as a great rewarder. This is an important thing to see. And the reason it's passed over so much in our day is because an enemy has done this. Make no mistake about this, brethren. An enemy has done this. You see, if Satan can make people ignorant of the rewarding nature of God, he has no competition for what he offers. None. And Satan does offer people things. The devil offers his reward as well, doesn't he? Remember, he held out the reward of a superior godlike knowledge to Eve in the garden. He said, just eat of this fruit. And you'll, you'll, become, you'll become as God, knowing both good and evil. See that? He held that out to her. Some sort of benefit. He offered Moses the pleasures of sin for a season, didn't he? And the opportunity to be called the, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He told Jesus when he was tempted in the desert, he said, all these things I will give thee. See, he, he offered it. Yeah. You know, some people he doesn't have to offer much to. Yeah. He offered Esau a pot of lentils, didn't he? Yeah. 
He offered Achan a wedge of gold and a Babylonian garment. He offered to save Nadab and Abihu a few steps. How's that? Save them a few steps. He offered Ananias and Sapphira a little money on their property that they sold. And he offers you everything. He offers you things every day too. He offers every one of us every, every day. This is why living by faith is, is essential, brethren. This is an essential thing to live by faith, to being aware of God and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And there's nothing that Satan offers that could, that can compare to the things that the Lord has offered us. If you can see that clearly, if you can see what God is offering you, today, if you can see what He's offering you, there's nothing that Satan can offer you that's better than that. Amen. Nothing. Amen. See, Jesus had this dominating hope. Jesus had this joy that was set before Him. And He endured the cross. You don't have to endure the cross, not like He did. You have a cross that you have to endure, but not like he did. And for the joy that was set before him, he endured the death of the cross. We have this same hope, brethren. We have a, we have a hope. It's a saving hope. So that when you have recompense for that reward, you'll resist the devil. You'll do it. You'll deny yourself. You'll do it when you can see clearly this. You'll, you'll deny yourself. What Satan has to offer is inferior in every way with what God has to offer. Paul spoke about this. He said, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, see that's a rewarder, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that also love his appearing. See, that he was faithful to hold out that reward. See, you, uh, Are you going to love his appearing? That's waiting for you. That crown of righteousness is waiting for you. He was faithful to hold out the reward. He said, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present not time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. And see, he was faithful to hold out this reward. The question is, what are you motivated by? What reward are you seeking? These are questions that we, we should ask ourselves. I tell you the truth, it's far better to rec rectify this kind of a thing now while we have time. Yes. Draw near to God. See, you draw near to God, and what does it say? It says, and he'll draw near to you. See, he, why? Because he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Keep making your investments in the kingdom of God, brethren. And I promise you, it's the best, this is the best retirement program yes, that is offered to, to us. His reward is with him. Jesus is coming, and with his assured reward, to give to every man how they lived before the Lord. He's coming with blessings as well as fire and a sword to repay everyone his deeds the Lord did all record. The Lord is faithful, not forgetful, to repay every soul. Whether good or evil, it will soon be paid in full. And there is nothing you can do for God that will be overlooked. And the recompense is greater than the effort that it took. Yeah. A hundredfold the blessings recompense for all our labor. A hundredfold the worth of what we gave up in his favor. And to those who did not see the Lord 
as the one who rewards men will be rewarded with a curse you cannot comprehend. If a hundredfold is given to the saint when there's a blessing, how much will, will man be recompensed if Christ he is found testing? We thank the Lord for who he is, a worth beyond our measure. And at his right hand evermore are all the godly pleasures. Look up, dear saint, and don't be faint from all the worldly pressure. While Satan offers trinkets here, it's Christ who is our treasure. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. Thank you, brother.